You guys have fun. I like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna have to go to my open mic like this. I'm gonna leave here, and go straight to the open mic, and fucking slides and socks and a hell yeah. Basket. I feel like I feel like I've been going everywhere and just like like quarantine. We were talking about that la the other week. How like literally? Yeah, the dress code is gonna change mm -hmm. after quarantine. I would have sure. never gone to a fucking. Oh look, it's switching. Yes, <laughs> I would have never ever gone out uh, in this gym shorts and a t-shirt and flip flops until quarantine happened. Then it was just like, dude, even me just being out is amazing right now. Yeah. Those are middle school gym shorts too. I know. Those yeah. are and it's not even shorts. a middle school I went to. I didn't even go to this middle what? school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't have Dumbartons on? I don't even no, know where my Dumbarton shorts are. I don't know where my Dumbarton shorts are, but I know where my, I have my Towson High gym shirt still with like glazer on the back that I wrote in Sharpie. There you go. Damn. I want, does it, is it the one that says tradition of excellence on it? I think so. Yeah. I have the, I have the, uh, when I was a gym leader and I made it into a cutoff and like on the Pokemon? back, yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And on the back, all it does is it just says leader in big, all caps on the back. I'm like, I love this shirt, bro. You have spiky hairdo and everything. My fucking Pokemon, dude. I feel like I'm a Vaporeon, dude. Really? I would have a Vaporeon for oh, sure, yeah. dude. That was That's the best the one, one with the tails. Yeah, well, it was. Well, it, it has the ears, yeah. But it, it had was, the the mermaid tail. It was the water evolution of Eevee. Yeah, yeah I've been playing yeah, a lot yeah. of Pokemon. And there recently. was a Jolteon. Was the electric Jolteon one? Jolteon and Flareon. Flareon, yeah. Flareon, dude. Yeah. dude Flame on. I heard. I so, I got a Switch recently, and Shit. I've been playing a lot of like Pokemon Sword. That's like the new one. Uh huh. And I like, whenever I'm bored playing it, I'll just like. Whatever I'm into at the time, I'll try to look up conspiracies for. <laughs> so I was looking up like Pokemon conspiracies, and people were saying that in like gold and silver, they have those like the beasts, like the mythical ones, like Suicune, Entei, and like the dogs that are like kind of like the fire, fl like lightning and water or whatever. Yeah. Apparently, those were genetically modified. Flareon, Jolteon, and Vaporeon. Hmm. What about Bulbasaur? <laughs> I think he's just a plant. <laughs> I think he's just a turtle with a plant instead of a shell. <laughs> yeah, I lost it right after the. Uh, I lost it right after the first gen, and everything got a little tricky. After that, it just started seeming like they were becoming like Digimon and shit. Yeah. Well, Dude, after the first gen, you had to be like, no, I don't like Pokemon anymore. Yeah. And then play it in secret. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big Digimon guy. I love Digimon. The games were so much harder than Pokemon because they made no fucking sense. I always thought Digimon was for, like for autistic people, dude. I don't know why. I just thought it was like the autistic Pokemon. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yes. It just like seemed a little like bandwagony to me. Mm -hmm. On to Pokemon, especially oh, yeah. because they named every monster whatever mon. mon they'd yeah. add a mon to the end mm -hmm. i think they're just trying to do that to confuse kids to be like these are pokemon too right yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah dude and then you had the ultimate was Yu-Gi-Oh, which is like oh my god dude, dude I, I loved Yu-Gi-Oh though i loved Yu-Gi-Oh. i participated in a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament yeah i collected cards for two years 
and I would play against myself, and I was like, oh, I'm fucking sick at Yu-Gi-Oh! And then I went to a Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament at Anne Arundel Community College. Yeah, you somehow were just pay- playing solitaire the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I lost in five minutes, and I started crying, and my mom was like, well, God you should damn. stay and watch the rest of the tournament. And I was like, no. But in reality, you won. No. <laughs> no, no you won. I'm going to go play baseball. And then you were very successful at that. I would yeah. love to meet the guy who won that tournament and see where he's at in life right now. <laughs> Yeah. He I'll, probably had like a botched circumcision or something. <laughs> that was like three, his whole driving force behind he, everything. He's got three dick holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, piss comes out of this one, come out of this. You don't want to know about the <laughs> Have you ever seen a dick throw up? <laughs> yeah, it keeps me up at night. It's where I practice Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I can't go to sleep. I just didn't like the names because the only, the only Yu-Gi-Oh! Mon I remember was Blue Eyes White Dragon. Yes. And that was like the goat. That was like that was the, the, goat. the boy. You had to get like five parts to it or something like that mm-hmm. to be able to play it. But it's like the name is like, what the hell kind of name is that for a thing? It sounds like a porn. Yeah, it's I know. Like, it's why, sick though. Why don't you call it like Charizard or something, dude? Charizard. <laughs> I remember, no. you remember those like anime music videos they used to have? Like the They gorillas? probably still have them now. Yeah, kind of. Well, like, no, they'd, like, take anime clips and put them to music videos. And I remember there was one that they put Blue Eyes, White Dragon to Behind Blue Eyes. And I was like, okay, I'll watch this. I don't remember that, but I do want to see that. (laughs) Dude, it was touching. Oh, my God, nobody knows what it's like to be Blue Eyes, White Dragon. No one knows what it's like. To be autistic. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows what it's like to count matchsticks. Oh, I thought you were going to bring up magic. Magic cards was another one, dude. Magic was like on a sub level of nerd from Yu Gi Oh! Like Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that was more like if you're into like figurines and shit, that was your card game. Yeah. For sure, yeah. That's like Dungeons and Dragons and the other thing, right? Pathfinder or whatever. Yeah, but that yeah. was like, that's like the tier, because everybody has like their introductory, like my, in, everybody, like everybody liked Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Because that was like the gateway anime, you know, mm-hmm. like you would watch anime, you think you would watch anime, because technically Dragon Ball Z was anime, but then you, like then when people started getting like more deep into it, they're like, oh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Tenchi Munyo, Trigun, and you're like, all right, now it's getting a little fucking obscure. And then at that young age, I made that decision. I was like, okay, I am not a nerd. I just know that. (laughs) I know that. And so, like, Pokemon is my entry level, like, card game. I'm not going any deeper than that. Right. That's where it stops for me. Well, I I also never even really played. I just like collected the cards because like I didn't even know how to play the card game. Yeah, it's it was like very fucking like. Because it was like, I think it was like magic where you needed to like get like points or like yeah. water You're about Pokemon? or fire or shit. So you yeah. use the moves and shit. No, nah, I'm talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. Or you have like Pokemon five. now. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, Yu- so. Yu-Gi-Oh, they had like traps and shit. Yu-Gi-Oh, I knew how to play Yu-Gi-Oh because like one of my cousins played it. And I remember like we had to move stuff at our grandma's house one time. And I was like... Don't worry, guys. I'll keep our cousin busy. I'll play cards with him. And I was like, I'll get to play my cousin in Yu-Gi-Oh! This is so fun. <laughs> like, I got a dark magician. I'm going to fucking beat him. 
Did you have the fucking wrist thing? The... I did. Yeah. I never oh, got to no. use it, though, because I never wanted to look like a fucking idiot. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> An idiot? You mean a fucking boss? <laughs> fucking slapping them shits out of the fucking wrist yeah. ball chair, dude? Dude, it would have been... I mean, I just remember, like, doing that. Yeah. That's like a nerd slingshot. Out, dude. It was like the introduction to swords for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a nerd slingshot. Yeah. It was, <laughs> Are it those Pokemon silly. cars worth anything, though? Because I remember saving... I had, like, all of them saved. I had, like, a little Pokemon binder... Holographic Charizard, I think, dude. Yeah, I, think I still are, have one. I had one. I think my mom get, made me give all my Pokemon cards to like my younger cousins, and I was so pissed off. I'm like, mom, this is worth like. Because looking back now, yeah, bucks. like I think Charizard's like a hundred bucks. I had like a Dark Blastoise or some bullshit that's worth like ninety bucks now. I if have, I had them all, I could probably have like a thousand bucks. I got the only caught them all. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! I didn't catch them all. I think I did catch most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy. I would buy like I spent one of those. Like five hundred bucks. Yeah, I would I buy like I every, most of them. <laughs> every time I go to the store with my mom, they had like the Pokemon cards and the little like I remember it was like this little like foil wrapper that had like five cards and you yeah. would pick them up at a store and they would always be like the lamest ones. You yeah. get like a fucking like Diglett. Dude, like, I, I, I dude, used thanks. to. There was a a card store in Severna Park called Front Row Sports that I used to make my mom take me to every sun- Saturday or Sunday and I'll get a whole bunch of different fucking pack like cuz they had like the different packs too there's like the silver one and the green one and the red yeah. one and all yeah. that shit and I would get one of each Where was the uh, where was the card store in Towson There was a so card store It was Legends 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 was um it was in the mall for a while it was like it moved around the mall I remember it was like for a long time, I was down by like, you know, like where TGI Fridays is at Towson Mall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You like go into the mall through that entrance behind there. It used to be like there. I always thought and it was then, like by like where the Wells Fargo is now, and like by like the Kent across the street from the Kent. So after the mall, it moved there. Okay. It moved there after the mall, and then um, and then it just like went out of business because. Who's buying those cards anymore, you know? Yeah. Did you guys have the holographic Mew, t- Mew that you got from uh, the Japanese? That was from a big the thing. Movie. Yeah, it's like, the dude, movie. It's like, dude, you get like the fucking holographic. That's one thing. But you get the Japanese you holographic. The ancient Mew. Ancient mm-hmm. Mew. I remember Ooh. that was like the one time in my that, life. Like, came with the movie ticket. Right? Yeah, it came with the movie. It mm-hmm. was, yeah. So my grandma did a lot of like traveling with her like church when I was into Pokemon. So like anytime she went out of the country, she would like pick me up a pack of Pokemon cards from like... So she actually got me like a Japanese pack of Pokemon cards for Shit. Christmas one time. Shit. And there was a fucking shiny Dragonite in it. I was so stoked. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. Hell yeah. I wish she still had that. Me too, dude. Get, <laughs> fucking rob you for your Dragonite, bro. Dude, I wish. That was like the one dad moment <laughs> I wish in my you life. you rob me for it. <laughs> when, <laughs> when he was like, really, like, we went to go see, he took me and my brother to go see the movie back in like, I think that movie came out in what, 2000 or 99 or something. I think I was only like seven, six or seven. Yeah. So it was like 99. And we came Do back. Do you remember where you saw it? I remember seeing the Pokemon movie at, there used to be a movie theater down by um, where like Coles and shit is now. In Lutherville? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, there used to be a movie theater over where... I think it's where the Michaels is now. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know We that. saw the Pokemon movie there, and I remember, like, we were running late, and I got ready in, like, literally a minute flat. I, like, <laughs> got changed, all that shit. And then my parents, the entire way, they're like, oh, you can't get ready that fast in the morning for school? Huh? Wow, <laughs> dude. You do it and go to the Pokemon movie, but you can't do that in the morning? You guys don't even fucking know. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> This is bigger than school. This is bigger than life. Yeah. This is fucking Ash Ketchum. You don't understand. 
Brother, <laughs> See, I saw it. My, my brother, brother. Tell me what, what are, are you fighting, fighting for? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was a sad scene, bro. I remember I came, I, I saw it with my dad and my brother at Towson Commons, actually. And my dad hated going anywhere in Towson. That's why yeah. I played football for LTRC, which is why I'm surprised because your family was on the always oh, the Towson family. Yeah, you guys TRC, were in the Towson dude. Boy Scouts Towson troops. Rick. And I was always in the Lutherville Boy Scouts troops. We went to see Towson Commons. We came back and my brother and I each had our Japanese holographic ancient Mew. Three adjectives, dude. That was like the most adjectives I could understand when yeah. I was that age. I was like, there's so many dope sounding adjectives right now. I didn't even know what holographic meant. I just thought it meant expensive. Yeah. yeah. Rare. Rare ancient. <laughs> Unbelievable. I remember we're sitting in my bed. I vividly remember this. Instantly go to antique dude, and, Jap- and Japanese is a fucking adjective in that one. <laughs> yeah. It is, dude. It is. And uh, I was sitting in my bed and my dad was sitting next to me on the bed. And my brother was sitting on his bed because we shared a room growing up. And uh, I was like, Dad, this is super valuable. And he was like, all right, Jim, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take your... I had a picture of me like playing baseball for White Marsh, like looking like a fucking dweeb. Just like, I haven't got a hit all season. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he, he took it and he put it... Uh, we t- put it behind the picture frame, like in the picture frame and mounted it up. And I was like, Dad, nobody can know that's where he hit it. And he was like... And like, we lived in row homes. So like whenever we would talk loud, we had this like really weird neighbor mr dave and he still lives next door to this day and he could always hear us through the walls and shit like that uh. so he was like make sure mr dave doesn't hear where you hit <laughs> the mule and so Jesus. he like yeah he's like oh yeah good idea jim hide it under your bed oh god dude. <laughs> but Mr. little did i and he know that it was behind the baseball thing i was like that was cool dude did mr dave touch you <laughs> it sounds um, like mr he, dave might the have wall, been a creep. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> he chased me the the mo- he did like tackle me one time i was that's not what I meant, but yeah. <laughs> we would always play basketball, and I had a basketball hoop in my backyard where all the neighborhood kids would come and play basketball, mm-hmm. which is dumb because I've never got good at Like, I am the worst person at basketball that you'll ever meet in your life. I'm oh. so fucking bad, and yeah. it's ridiculous. I'm like 6'2", you would think, like, and I played sports, and you would think, like, I would at least be, like, passable at basketball. I'm awful. I'm like a girl at basketball. Wow. No offense to girl. I'm worse than a good girl at basketball, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh... We would always, and he would say, I don't want anybody playing basketball past 6.30, past dinner. And one day we were playing past like 6.35 and he came out and chased us down the alley and like got got me at the bottom of the alley, grabbed the basketball by my hands and stabbed it with a knife. What? And popped my basketball. Dude, fuck Mr. Dave, dude. Yeah, dude, he was, was like, what the fuck? Why are you putting a limit on my fun? I know, You're not, even my, You're not even my dad. Yeah. I know, I know. Mr. He, Dave fucking wants to be It's also like sound curfews usually are like. 11 yeah what kind How of curfew is 6 30 6 30 basketball did, game? did mr dave have kids no he was a, a perpetually single man who was just like kind of like have you ever seen the movie as good as it gets starring no. jack nicholson maybe it was on netflix for a while and i just watched it like i want to say um two months ago and Jack Nicholson plays this like very like OCD neurotic dude who's like very antisocial and like just sucks with people. And that's what Mr. Dave was. Okay. He was just like one of those dudes where like my dad like hated him, but also he was like, Mr. Dave's a fucking freak. Yeah. So like, you know, it's like yeah. if any normal human being would have chased his eight year old son down the alley and popped the ball, he would have like freaked out. But he was just like, well, Jim, you know, should have stopped at 630, I guess. I don't know. He's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Listen, Jim, I'm afraid of him, too. So <laughs> he we just got to listen to his demands. He's, he's got a lot of knives and very good ears. So I can't. 
Obviously, he isn't afraid to tackle a child. He so. was he was <laughs> wild. He was a weird scene. Like he would like my mom would go grocery shopping, and like one time, like uh, like I would mow his lawn, oh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, yeah, He's like, like in love with Jimmy's mom. Yeah, he had like log books of like what we bought for groceries. So like one time, my dad was in there like doing some type of job or something like that. Like my dad's a painter, yeah. like walls and shit like that. Yeah, and uh, he found like a log book that said like Irene bought two. Uh, gallons of Tide detergent this week, which is strange because normally it takes them about a month to go through one. Yeah, and it was so like he would just who's been shitting their pants in the Seleski <laughs> yeah. household. It's just like you I see think... that stuff and you're just like, ah, he's just a freak. I think Jimmy has become afraid of me. It's <laughs> <laughs> been an uptick in wet wipes and Tide detergent pickups. <laughs> Dude, I want to know what your mom looks like now. My mom was a babe back in the day. I know that sounds weird, but she was. How she about was, now? I mean, she looks like a sixty-year-old woman. Like you know, what do we say? I mean, my mom was a babe too. She had big old titties. <laughs> <laughs> like my, if I were to show you like my mom and dad's high school prom picture, they went to they went to senior prom together. Yo, and uh, my mom was like gorgeous. Your parents are some stay togethers. Yeah, they were like each other's first people that dated each other. I'm wow. actually I'm actually gonna pull this up. That's for the boys. really cool. I, yeah. I, I I admire that mm-hmm. yeah. a lot. Gorgeous. Jimmy's pulling up a hot picture of his mom that <laughs> yeah. he has saved right Vamp now. a little bit before I find this hot picture of my mom. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. Real make, quick. Sh- make sure you fucking inbox it to me afterwards. I got some touching to do tonight. <laughs> Jimmy has to unlock his secret camera folder in the calculator. Yeah. <laughs> it's a secret folder. My called- secret folder entitled Mom. Yeah. <laughs> My mom, the MILF. <laughs> mom Seleski. Where do I find this shit? Dude, I can't wait. I'm so excited to see this. I want to see Jimmy, mo- Jimmy's mom's fat ass. Because Jimmy thinks. It's coming, dude. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, dude. I can't ever find it, dude. Jimmy can stand up and show the camera them cheeks. He thick. Jimmy has so many pictures of his mom saved. He can't find the one he's thinking <laughs> Which one was the one? Which well, this is good, but not the one I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm like on my mom's Facebook right now. I'm gonna like all the pictures <laughs> at like three in the morning. I mean, I could go on your mom's Facebook. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you know what? I'll just do that. You guys, you guys do it. It's your do it wasn't. Didn't you post a nice picture of your mom? Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah. there's a picture you posted recently. You know what I'll do. I'll just make up this prom picture of my mom and dad, the Instagram picture. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Now I'm in your family. Now I'm I'm deep in your family photos right now, dude. Which one's your mom? I paid $30 on Ancestry.com to find the picture. (laughs) Which which one's your mom, dude? Pink Um, shirt? Pink shirt? Is that your mom? Oh, no. That's my mom's sister. She's not in that one. Oh, your mom's not in here? Yeah, no. She took the picture, dude. Mm, Gray hair could get it, though. (laughs) Not a big selfie is that your mom? No. She's still behind the camera, dude. Oh, I'll find it. it for you. We'll find it. I kind of like... Here's the thing. I tell people that my mom was super hot in high school all the time. I don't know why. But the conversation comes up a lot. Yeah. And uh, I always look for this exact picture. And I just got to save it to my phone. Because I like always have to like go through her Facebook and shit. And it's like, dude, just... I got to have it like on hand. I'm going to make it my background. Just you so you know, I'm, I'm adding your, your mom right now. That's true. The wallet picture thing, I feel like that's, uh, you know, it's not like a thing anymore, you know? Because now yeah. we have everything on our phones, you know? I which got is, wallet pictures. It's very old school, though. 
you know, yeah. to have pictures in a wallet. Yeah. Like I, uh, but then again, there, when I was working at seasons, there was this girl who worked there who had like a picture of her boyfriend, like on her like phone case. And I was like, that's kind of crazy. Like you could just like put it on your phone. Yeah. 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 That is weird. Like yeah. The, like the phone case itself was the picture. No, it was like, it was like, you know how like they put pop sockets on phone cases and mm-hmm. shit, which I never quite like. I always, you know what a pop socket is. Yeah, I feel like that's a girl thing, right? It's totally a girl. When thing, I see yeah. a dude with that, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, I mean, sometimes I would like one so I could put my phone up and watch a video, like, and not hold my phone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I put just it on my how tummy. How many times I'm actually doing that? Yeah, I do it a lot. When you really? think about it, it probably should be a guy thing more because, like, you we watch porn on our phones way more. So, like, that's exactly. I guarantee I you, I watch way more videos on my phone than the average girl. But the average girl is like watching like, you know, Instagram videos, Snapchat yeah. stories. I'm not TikTok. watching shit yet. TikTok and shit yeah. like that. I'm watching strictly X videos if I'm watching a video. <laughs> I mean, YouTube also. Yeah, YouTube It's like too. half YouTube, half X hamster. You don't me. just watch YouTube on like your TV or your computer though? I literally only go on my computer if I need to like update my website or check my unemployment. Okay. Those are the only things I use my computer for. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is it's the fucking iPhone. What do I need a fucking computer for, dude? It's just I like the bigger screen. I also have I have the fucking setup in my apartment. I yeah. got a fucking well, you're projector. a computer. You got computers and shit. I know, but I also have my like projector set up with like my Fire Stick, and I just chill back and watch YouTube meme compilations and shit. Yeah. Yes, dude. Yeah. Animal funny videos. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny animal videos. Animal funny videos. Yeah, because it's got to be the animals being funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not funny with a side of animal. It's animal with a side of funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keyword search. Keyword yeah. search. Mm-hmm. Speaking of unemployment, we were just talking about this a little bit before the podcast. Um, do you know anything about this? I, I saw. Okay, I saw an article um, on Facebook, so you know it's true. That said, it looked. It looked real. It had like a picture of Nancy Pelosi on. I was like, this is legit. <laughs> And uh, it said something about like another stimulus check approved and then they're extending unemployment for another six months until December. But then I shared it and then all my friends were like, this is from May. I was like, fuck. But uh, I think that they're currently in the process of I, I know we're getting another stimulus check. Yeah, I think it's being held up in like whatever the it's the four thousand dollar boy, right? Really? It's a $4,000 supposed to for you to go on vacation in America stimulus. That's interesting. That sounds fun. But do you have to go on vacation? No, they they send like every Let's do a household. Staycation, dude. Every household gets $4,000. So like since you live with your brother, I guess mm-hmm. it'll be $4,000 like 2,000 for the each of you. Yeah, but I'm also not on the lease. Oh shit. So I get my own four thousand yeah, dollars potentially. Yeah. Or you split it with your parents. That's Thank- kind of a counterintuitive thing because we're currently in the process, I feel like a lot of states are starting to like move back towards locking down and at the same time they're like, also, but here's four thousand dollars to get the fuck out of your house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just get out of your house. Just go anywhere. Yeah, go spread it to a different state. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is the first I've heard of this one though. Well, I know they, that they were doing a second stimulus, but I think it was getting like held up in whatever the non-cool house or 
whatever senate yeah the, whichever the one's one. not cool now <laughs> they were holding it up yeah dude whichever one dude it's gotta be the house the house is never no cool. i feel like the house is considered uh in popular culture to be the cool one who's the speaker of the house nancy pelosi oh well the house is not cool the house is not cool the house is not cool at but all but the dude. but the 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 leader of the senate is mitch mcconnell which which is another which is very, very not cool, cool. very not yeah. cool very not cool you got dude. the two least cool people yeah, but yeah. at least mitch mcconnell doesn't try to act cool yeah he Nancy Pelosi's always trying to act cool that is the one thing I will say when it comes to Democrats and Republicans is the Democrats they're not cool as well yeah but they try to act like they're cool yeah like it's like you look at Nancy Pelosi like you're not cool have you seen the 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 Dave Chappelle Mark Twain award thing yeah yes. Dude, with, she's in there when when she's like interacting with Tiffany Haddish it's she's like, like oh, oh you're such a cute little thing yeah like, it's, like it's like very like, like I'm talking to my slave right yeah, now it's kind mm-hmm. of it, it's super you, fucked up her and her husband are both like oh can we touch well, and, and they're, they're just like, like inserting themselves into the film essentially yeah but and like no one knows who the fuck they are no one cares who yeah. they are oh you're the lady they're not that supposed did to the, be there yeah. like who, I don't give a shit about Nancy Pelosi at Dave Chappelle's Mark Twain Award like why the fuck was she there why was she there anyway like no fucking reason all posturing dude all posturing it's all the same thing as when Hillary went on there (laughs) aren't you such a little well spoken uh, articulate (laughs) little what the fuck (laughs) like that is the one thing I I do respect about Republicans is like they don't try to act like they are just like I like like we were watching Tucker Carlson videos yesterday yeah, yeah, yeah. on your podcast. Shouts out the Trap Podcast, yeah, trap with Matt podcast. and Sig, a uh, 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 subsidiary of the Live from the Studio Network, mm, flagship podcast, flag, the flagship station, Live <laughs> from and like. Tucker Carlson is just a white man's white man. He gets on there. He literally like looked like he was made in a factory for white people. Like yeah, he's dude. got like the lacrosse older lacrosse guy hairdo. That's what I was saying. He's got he's got Kennedy hair. Yeah, and then white and, guy face. And he's not trying to trick you. He's not trying to be like I'm down. He's like I am white as fuck. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tucker Carlson, and I'm white. <laughs> and here here's what white people are thinking today like mitch mcconnell is like the all he's like he just sits there you're just like okay this guy like i don't feel like he's bullshitting me yeah i don't i might not like what he has to say yeah, i definitely don't like what he has to <laughs> don't say don't like what he has to say but this guy is just like a guy at my dad's cookout yeah <laughs> he's the dude that you spend like like 30 minutes to an hour just like letting him ramble to see what kind of crazy shit he says <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, dude, I've, I, uh, I don't, I don't know, like, that's, well, we were talking about, like, the libertarian stuff on the trap, too, and I've just been, like, going into, I've, the only, uh, research I've done about libertarianism is, like, libertarian meme pages, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have the most fire memes of yeah. all the political groups, libertarian yeah. memes are, like, so fire, and mm-hmm. they, ha- and they're doing a thing now where they're trying to meme their candidate into the presidential like thing and it's like working almost yeah, i like, mean that's what happened with donald trump essentially yeah yeah well the libertarians are kind of like because i would say like because here the problem is is that um libertarians i feel like get a bad rap uh in terms of how they're viewed as a party because there's a difference between like being a libertarian on the political spectrum and then being a libertarian as affiliated with the political party it's you know, I mean, it's like it's like libertarianism as a philosophy is basically just saying like private companies do shit better than the government. Right. And so like the the less involved we can have the government involved in our business, the better. And that's pretty much the philosophy of it. 
and it gets kind of ridiculous not ridiculous but it's it, they kind of get into like tr- like troubled water when they start saying like roads should just be not funded by the government private and all schools should be privately funded and all this stuff but yeah. it's not libertarians kind of got lumped into conservatism i guess because republican the republican party is the closest to the values of a libertarian like person small government and all yeah that but republicans are kind of they're conservative but they're kind of like they they still try to use the government to impose their ideologies you look know what i mean camera. look at the camera jimmy i hear you oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you hear me but do you hear me <laughs> <laughs> sorry i knew i was gonna have to do that at some point but, but that's yeah. that's the problem with the Libertarian Party is that they put up people that like don't necessarily uh, resonate with the people of the party. Kind of the same way with the Democrats, where you look at like you got a guy like Joe Biden, who's the nominee for the Democratic Party. And I can't think of a single fucking person I have ever met, ever met that likes Joe Biden as a candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, his entire platform oh, is shit. I'm not Trump. Did you guys see the um, the Chance the Rapper shit yesterday? With Kanye? Where, yeah, so like, you know, Kanye's been coming out and saying that he's going to like run for president now. And um, Chance the Rapper came out and was like, I support Kanye West, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, listen, like, Joe Biden, none of us wanted him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, you know, why can't I just like say I want something different? Like, and he reposted some song Kanye's going to put out and... Use like a KRS one speech or something uh, along with just like talking about like not politicians not actually listening to the people and like getting someone in there that actually is like from the ground floor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then everyone was like, "No, nah, you fucking Terry Crews ass motherfucker! Like, get out of here!" <laughs> and then Terry Crews came in and was like, "Nah, this guy has something to say." And then Chance yeah. was like, "I do not want to die on this hill. I will not be called Terry Crews. Oh, <laughs> I, I reject dude. his endorsement." <laughs> like, da, 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 dude, I fucking so I I like really hate the shit that people have been giving, <clears throat> giving Terry Crews. Cause it's, it's dumb. like, it's like if you, like if your idea dissents from what like the, I, I mean, I'm just like black lives matter, their whole like genre, like, like if it comes off any type of like, not what they're saying. Well, they, also it's it, weird. It's Cause like, like Terry Crews is essentially like a victim still Dude. from like his yeah. like sexual harassment that he'd like yeah. endured or whatever. And then like. He was like the first male Me Too to yeah. happen. And Which then now people so are jacked. like turning on and being like, you pussy, you're white. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Uncle How's Terry. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, it, and like, it's just weird because like, since I guess that's not really talked about as much anymore, like he's lost his like victimhood and yeah. now he's like open game again. Mm-hmm. Like he's a reverse uh, fucking Monica Lewinsky, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Monica Lewinsky now is like a very like feminist icon. Yeah. They had that whole docu- documentary about her. Yeah. Yeah. On a fucking TLC or whatever. Well, the reason that's why. Hot, dude. <laughs> dude, very, dude. Yeah. I was watching. It's like, that sounds dope. Dude, she got a fucking <laughs> wait, cigar. Dan, so wait, what'd you do under that desk? <laughs> <laughs> was like hey do you got hey Anwar Sadat you want to see something cool yeah <laughs> fucking Monica Lewinsky over I'm gonna need Shoved a little a bit cigar more detail how long how long did you practice that <laughs> 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 okay. the Could problem is is that you have a guy okay like Kanye West and and, and Kanye West came out before as uh, a Trump supporter yeah. and there are arguments to be made that he's just like doing that just to like cause a rift or whatever Damn. and i think a lot of the speculation with uh him announcing his candidacy for presidency which 
I don't even know to take seriously. Like, is he really actually running for president? I think I think the plan in the long run is for a twenty twenty or twenty twenty four like full run for Kanye presidency. and The Rock. I don't know if Rock would be his running mate or whatever, but like, uh, I just think I think he's doing this now because people laughed at him a while ago for like the twenty twenty four shit mm-hmm. after meeting with Trump. I think right now he's trying to distance himself from trump so that in 2024 people still want to vote for him but also just like kind of just like planting a little seed in everyone's minds just to like not even be shocked by it Mm -hmm. the next time it comes around yeah but also the accusation could be that he's running as a third party candidate and he's only going to take away votes from the democratic he's only going to take away votes from biden according to my libertarian meme page He's Kanye has announced his run for presidency to distract everybody, not only from Trump and Biden, but also Joe Jorgensen, the libertarian candidate. Yes. Oh, shit. Because she's been gaining traction to the point where like she's almost at the point in the polls where they're going to have to add her into the debates. Mm-hmm. Interesting. According to, I don't know what the percentages are, but apparently it's like if you have like 13 or 15 percent of like the total popular vote or popular whatever. vote then yeah. you get included into the mm-hmm. uh debates and okay. she's at like 10 percent or something so the libertarians I mean, theory shit, dude kanye was at two a day after he announced yeah <laughs> that was the libertarians thing because she went that she was at 10 and she went to eight and kanye went to two well people get mad because and it was the same thing when howard schultz the uh the guy who like ran starbucks remember that he he was talking about running for president as an independent like yeah yeah two, yeah. two years ago or something like that maybe and everybody wow. was so mad because they were saying like you piece of shit like you're running as a third party and you're just going to take away votes from the democratic party because like trump supporters are going to vote for trump you yeah. know they're not going to see another guy and be like oh, you know but like when the in for instance it, when the democratic party kind of like ostracizes a guy like a guy like bernie and they basically like i don't i don't i'm not gonna say they rigged the like the primaries this year i don't know they did you know. they definitely they did. may they have they totally may they have. released the coronavirus mm, yes and Dude. faked all the poll numbers mm-hmm. but for real like good for bernie he got he got paid off twice exactly all those years of well, standing up for civil rights he finally got that money dog yeah he got that the money bag, but then also like he just switched all of his campaign donations instead of so instead of what happened last year or the last time around when uh, he seceded to Hillary and then all of his donations t- funneled into her campaign, he was like, nah, I'm going to direct all of my donations from here on out till fucking to like Black Lives Matter, civil rights campaigns and all Hell this yeah. other shit. Like, cause he saw last time where it was like, all right, I have this great funding base. I can. I have these texts that'll go out maybe like once a week or whatever, and it'll raise over a million dollars. Right. And instead of like giving the reins of that to Biden or the DNC again, he was like, "Fuck that! Just mm-hmm. fucking, I'm gonna help black trans lives or this week or do something else next week." The or people whatever. who actually need it. Yeah, exactly. And not the DNC. And that's yeah. good. There shouldn't feel like you have this obligation, like you know, for instance, with a third party candidate. And that that's you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay. You know, why couldn't Bernie Sanders run as an independent? Why couldn't he run as, I mean, you know, if we're being real, this fucking system is stacked against anything outside of the primary two parties. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And so we're so and that's deliberate. We're so ingrained in that system that now anybody who wants because right now what because that's the way the system is, it allows the parties to basically not have to actually cater to their base because if you're on the democrat if you're in the democratic party establishment and you know that we want Biden in because yeah. Biden's our guy and he's going to do what we want him to do. And we know that we can Walk over the base and basically not give a shit about what our actual party is, party affiliates want and just worry about what the higher ups want. We can put whoever we want on that ballot and they are obligated to vote for us because that's their only other option other than this guy that they all hate. Yeah. And so the second people take the liberty to start saying, well, I don't have to run as a Democrat to run for president. You know, if Kanye West goes out and then people want to lambash him or a guy, another guy that runs independent and say, well, all you're doing is taking away votes from this guy. But it's like, yeah, but if you ever want to get to a point where the parties actually have to give a fuck about what their bases want, then you have to provide them with some type of like competition, right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, we're in some weird like suicide pact with the Democrats and the Republicans because mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, they both do like if it was one big fucking, uh, what are the, those, Venn like, diagram? Fine, yeah, Venn diagram. 90% of it would be similar shit that they both do. Like, mm-hmm. they both mm-hmm. do the same shit at the end of the day. But that other 10%, like, now we're in, like, this war on... Socialism like, versus so, capitalism. Well, just, like, weird, like, ideals that have been, like, tied into these parties. And instead of, like, whenever one of them gets control of, like, the elected body or whatever, like, instead of, like, bettering... They just, like, start taking away from the other side. Yes. Like, there's no movement forward. It's always going to be, all right, so the Republicans got in? Well, let's, you know, notch off a couple of things that the Democrats did last time instead of, like, doing any sort of thing to move everyone forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we just get, like, caught in this weird, like, seesaw where it's like, all right, we keep changing the powers. Nothing's changing. It's just getting worse. Yeah. And there's no way out unless we actually have outside parties yeah. that like break up these weird like fucking. And I even, even the, the, I think it should be no parties at all. Well, I even, think yeah. I don't, like the because like I think I think, it should be like fucking thirty parties. Well, like, <laughs> and like back each in, each one has a candidate, and then they all get like five percent of the vote. That's, that's except for it, the one that's actually like dope. That's yeah. what it was like back like when Abraham Lincoln. You had yeah. you had Republicans, Democrats, Whigs, fucking mm-hmm. like all these other shits. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I think I think like the Democrats and Republicans, that whole thing started. That was like the beginning. Of the division of the country, yeah, like, it was you have the to first keep... like East Coast versus West Coast feud. Yeah, dude. that was the initial thing. If you read George Washington's farewell address, he focuses primarily and in a big part of that address when he leaves the presidency. Because another thing to understand is, uh, we talked about that before, but there was no term limits on presidents until FDR yeah. in 1940. FDR was reelected. He was elected four times for president. He died in his fourth term, like a year in. Yeah, and then it was only after that that we decided. Okay, uh, maybe we should set a two-term limit for president. Yeah, that's, and that's jobs like sucks the, the life out of people. George so. Washington stepped down after after his second term, and it became kind of like a just like kind of a custom, a yeah. customary thing. Well, and because also he was like a dude that was like, I never want to be the king. Yeah, I never the, want there to be a single ruling family. Yeah, and, and he, I, I feel like that relates with the defund the police stuff, where mm-hmm. it's like they want like a local like people from the neighborhood to control like that's what politics was supposed to be yes you're not supposed to be a career politician you're supposed to be a guy who has a farm who is like all right it's my turn to be the guy yes who does the thing for four years and then Mm -hmm. i jump out and then somebody else Mm -hmm. does it and it's like 
and then it's become because this whole a guy thing. a guy that's a president of the United States who is the president of 330 million people. You can't have these policies that are gonna okay. We're gonna and we're gonna entertain the same policy for New York City as we are for bumfuck Wyoming. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Like <laughs> yeah. you can't possibly cater to your constituency as well as the mayor of bumfuck Wyoming yeah. to know what those people need, what those people want, and this idea. And that was the whole foundation of America in the beginning, which was the reason why we're called the United States is because before we signed the con, before we ratified the Constitution. We were just a bunch of states which were essentially kind of like independent countries. Little countries, yeah, and the like only, Europe. The only way that they ever... Yes. yes, exactly. The only way that they were ever really convinced to ratify a constitution that unified them under one central government was this idea that at the end of the day, the central government is going to be very... The federal government is going to be very limited. Most of the things are going to be proportioned out to the state. Yeah. And that makes the most sense. Like, I think the, like the federal government should like the, the whole job of the federal government should be like the socialist part of America. Mm -hmm. Like the, the federal government should be in charge of like, like schools, roads, uh, you know, like trash or what, like shit like that. And then to the States, that's where all the fucking like important stuff goes. Mm -hmm. Like every state has their, cause that's like the beauty of America is like, if Maryland has some shit you don't like, you could just go to fucking Colorado or you could Mm -hmm. go to Kansas. Yes. Yes. Well, and that it's like, it's kind of weird for me to even say this, but like, I, I wouldn't even care if the government like slavery was, no just like straight up <laughs> straight up in the open slavery no uh, <laughs> Dude, if i could go to arkansas no. and have slaves that'd be cool with me no. <laughs> no just like straight up in the open surveillance but if they actually did it on like if the federal government was in charge of monitoring state governments and like making sure their audits were in order, making sure all the funds were being directed in the right places. Instead of like using your federal powers to literally just like look at everyone and mm-hmm. barely do anything, why not just like look at your own people? And cause, I mean, it's the same thing with like police and like, oh, we're having an internal investigation where obviously nothing's going to come up out of it. Yeah. Because like state and federal governments, they're both working for the government. So they seem, they feel like they're on the same team and they're yeah. never going to like, oh, well. He's on my team. He's probably not doing anything bad. I'm going to just mm-hmm. benefit of the doubt. But I don't know. This guy's buying too many fucking shoelaces. I don't know what he's going to do. I'm going to send a SWAT team to his house. <laughs> I was reading something about that the other day with like the like people think that the police aren't snitching on each other, but they oh, yeah. are snitching on each other. It's just the internal investigations people are like, nah, 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 nah. We're yeah. not going to follow through with that for whatever no, that'd look bad on us. Exactly. Well, that's Don't why... you see what's going on? No, we'll wait a little bit. Probably never even put it out. Move them around. It's just like the priests that fuck kids. Exactly. It's like, no, yeah. we just switch them over here. Yeah, because and- it reflects poorly on the organization as a whole. But yeah. also, with the defund the police thing, it's like, I don't necessarily take issue at all with individual localized governments deciding what they want to do with their police force. Right. You know, and, and, but like as a national movement, I don't think that's the place of the federal government or even necessarily even, I mean, maybe you could make an argument for the state government, you know, like we, we live in an interesting situation because it it, it, being here in Baltimore is because Baltimore is one of the few cities in the country. One of the few. And when I say few, I mean like there's only three, I think it's Baltimore, St. Louis, 
and Reno, Nevada. And there's like a bunch of like really small random cities in Virginia because they have a different like charter. But we're one of the few cities in the country where the city government of the actual city of Baltimore is separate from the surrounding county. Yeah. So but also what you notice is look at the top two cities in the country in terms of murder rate in the St. Louis and Baltimore and they both are in that situation mm-hmm. because you have yeah. a city that's completely well, I mean, that was that was just from like the white flight and mm-hmm. like the 60s and 70s of yes. like it's yeah white people just didn't want the same they wanted their own resources from the city well actually <laughs> like, well, yeah the so for instance Baltimore separated Baltimore city separated from the, Baltimore county separated from the city and then they're like if you guys want to buy your reservoirs back, feel free. <laughs> like, yeah. They basically just same with the light rail. Some, but Baltimore yeah, City, crazy. Baltimore City at the time, this happened in the 1850s, or I think even beforehand. Baltimore City was the one who wanted to break away from the county because they had this major harbor, and they they Baltimore City was the one that was like, well, we don't want to be funding some dudes out in fucking Hereford who just yeah. have some bum fuck farm like. We got the harbor. We got all this business. Like, why are we paying taxes towards all these things? And then it wound up backfiring on them where now it's the city that's like, yo, can we get some help from the county? Yeah. That decision was made a long time ago. Towson was actually, it was called Towson Town at the time. It was like the capital. Yeah. And then when they separated off, Towson became the capital of Baltimore County. And uh, yeah, it was called like Baltimore Town and Towson Town up until then. I read, I was reading this book. It was actually about baseball. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it was like like this guy John McGraw uh, or Christy Matthewson, whatever the two like guys that like invented modern baseball. But the one guy, I think it was McGraw, was in Baltimore. He's playing for the Orioles in like the 1890s, and like refused to play anywhere else because of the fact that Baltimore was like this like like the breaking off from the county, like their own thing, mm-hmm. and. Like he was saying that it was like this, it could be this great thing. Meanwhile, like the you know great like writers of the time were like, no, 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 this is it's about to go downhill. Yeah, like Baltimore separating itself from the county was like some sort of like uh, analogy for like the de uh, defunding the police. Or- no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the whatever like depopulation, or- not depopulation, but like de whatever is like good stuff yes like like it's like it's like the beginning of like this shit is gonna go downhill really Mm -hmm. fast because they're trying to do this like separationist thing yeah and yeah well going back to what i was resisting about of george washington which is one of the primary things he focused on was in his farewell address he talked about the danger of the two-party system and this is before the two-party system really existed because like you were saying at the time there were multiple different parties that were competing i think it wasn't really until relatively recent history where it was was like abraham lincoln times and then nixon is like what really like Mm -hmm. that like the democratic and republican shift that happened that like cemented that it was only two parties because before then there was a i was watching this world war ii documentary apparently there was a third party candidate uh at like right after world war ii who almost won the presidency? Bradolf Schmittler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his name was Bradolf Mittler, and he, Bradolf. he he almost he won as new. an independent. No one really knew where he came from. Yeah, <laughs> yo, he yo, showed me... up one day with a. What his name was? Cleanly shaven <laughs> face and, yeah. and Jimmy, a hit nice me up, haircut. Dog. Definitely, me... dude. Uh, but like, basically, like he was like a third party guy, and they said fuck you, and that's how. Uh, Eisenhower, whoever after Truman got in. 
Well, what happens is you have this system and, and uh, we were talking a little bit about my dad before the cast and he, he made this analogy one time and it made kind of sense to me. And he was saying like, uh, right now with the two party system, you have this kind of situation where because they're both private entities and because they have completely dominated the U.S. government to the point where to the average layman person, they literally think of the Democrats and Republicans as the government when in reality they are literally private entities like Coke and Pepsi, like AT&T and Verizon, who are just vying for your phone service or what soda you're drinking. Democrat and Republican, they're privately funded entities. And because they dominated it to that point, they are no longer beholden to the will of the people. It's kind of like like and because because they're just trying to earn points for their own side. So now instead of trying to do what's best for the American people, the Republican Party might be saying, well, now that we are in this position, now our job is to take away from whatever the Democrats are trying to do. And the Democrats will do the same thing and they'll try to take away from whatever the Republicans are doing because they're in competition with each other. It's like a, um, it's kind of he made the analogy of like a relationship between like two divorced parents and two together parents. If you have two parents that are together and they're they're in love with each other and they're sticking together and they're sticking for the family, the decisions they make are for the benefit of the children. The decisions they make are whatever makes the family better off. When you have two divorced parents, then you have two people that are like, well, fuck that. I want more custody than this guy. So when I get my chance, I'm taking him to court and I'm going to fucking get 16 hours of custody. <laughs> fuck him. He can only get him on the weekends and like, your father's a piece of shit. Fuck him. Whenever you go to his house, don't listen to anything he says. It literally is like that. And so the American people are in Dude, this that's, situation. It's literally like the Trump at the Obama thing when he's like, I'll have your job in four years or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. We no longer, the Demo- I'll get my kids back, you fucking piece of shit. The government should work in unison. The government should be in this thing where every person that's elected to the House of Representatives or the House of the Senate or president or mayor or whatever, they should be, their primary focus should not be let's, you know, whatever the Republicans are doing, whatever the Democrats are doing, fuck that shit, we're going to stop them. Because that takes away from the ultimate motive, which is we're trying to make the best possible situation for the people that live here. Yeah. You know? And what happens in a city like Baltimore, unfortunately, is that Baltimore doesn't even have the duopoly. They have the monopoly. Mm-hmm. And so now, unless you run as a Democrat, they don't even bother airing the Republican debates. They don't, it's, just, it's not even a thing. Nobody knows. Like, whoever wins the Democratic primary is the mayor, is yeah. the city council. The, it just the, the is wire, the way it is. The wire fucking nailed that yeah. part of it. Yeah, like, when sure. all the election part with yeah. the Carcetti guy. It's like, it's like, yeah, you can't be a white Republican or even a black Republican mm-hmm. in Mar- in Baltimore and expect to get any exactly. type of traction. And, and because of that, because of that monopoly, political monopoly by this private organization, the Democratic Party is a private organization and they have a political mo- monopoly on m- pretty much every major city, I would say. I mean, pretty much every major city. If you were to go, there's I'm sure there's a couple major cities that aren't like that, but for, for the most part, that's pretty much, especially in Baltimore. Baltimore is probably the most Democratic city in the world. Yeah. Democrats in the country, at least. I don't know why the fuck I said the world. No, Chicago <laughs> but might be now, right. if you want a position of power, you pretty much have to fall in line with the party or else you have no shot. Yeah. And so now it's no longer up to who has the best policies or who's doing the best things. It's who falls in line with us because the prerequisite to getting any position of power in this city is you fall in line with our systems and our corruption and all the other things that go in. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem. That's that's why they wanted the separation of powers and things like that. And we've lost that. 
That was a good We've one, lost dude. it. That was a good one. <laughs> I was waiting for Eric to chime in because I, I was just like, I was so in much in agreement with you that I had nothing to say. No, I'm just saying that was a good one. I looked over at Eric and Eric was just like doing the same thing I was doing. I, was like, I didn't want you to think because I was texting. I wasn't listening. No, no, no it's was, cool. It's cool. I was totally listening. It's cool. I just didn't have any. Like, no, I, dude, just, I felt like I didn't have a me and, opposing me and Matt viewpoint. raised up 10 and 10. <laughs> 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 but uh <laughs> fucking kush kush dude, our kush. fucking chairs <laughs> kush and okay boys, if i could we'll spin see around. you in los angeles <laughs> <laughs> dude yeah you got two thumbs up dog simon cowell even promoted you dude it but was uh, paul abdul coming at you this time bringing it back we were talking paul abdul a- with the fucking rum in her coke cup <laughs> <laughs> filled to the top <laughs> i think you were great <laughs> do y'all remember when the like the first trans person on american idol no. do you remember that and and he uh they were saying they, they were saying it was <sighs> okay take a breath yeah let me figure out how to say Center this sentence. yourself this is one of those things where it's like it's 2020 i gotta know how to say this mm-hmm. sentence carefully they were singing a whitney houston song even though they were born of a more masculine thing and they had like switched the lyrics so that it would be like, were they Asian? No, they were You're white. You're thinking of William Hung. Jimmy. Yeah, you are thinking. <laughs> Literally, he <laughs> was not Dodge transgender. Bad, bad, just like she moved. Like, no, same. <laughs> actually, same season. Really? really? Young. Yes. He was and the one that stood out to me. I don't even remember. There was a viral video of an Asian guy that on on an, like an Asian. Asia's got talent. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, something. they're all just yeah. like making shoes and shit. <laughs> it's like, wait, why do you need a yeah. microphone for this? Lady on a big ass stage with a sewing machine. <laughs> it's like, what do you win? Oh, we're just not going to kill you, dude. Yeah. 30 <laughs> seconds. You win the right to travel out of, you win the right to he, travel out of your province. This dude crushed a Whitney Houston song. That's what you're talking about. But I was like, I didn't know he was trans. I thought he was just a no, Asian I'm, guy. No, that's that could not sing. what I'm talking You're about. talking about a, I'm talking a about a white guy, different. Okay. person, a white person, yes, yes, who was singing a Whitney Houston song, and they were all, every single judge was like, "It's not that; it's your singing." <laughs> and then afterwards, they were like, "They just don't like that I'm a blah blah blah." Mm. blah and it's, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know why I brought that up. No, it's, okay. it's it's true because because what happens is you have it's a weird pendulum swing of society where. If you want what I what I would like to see is that we all get to a per- point of equality where we can talk and act around anyone the way we would around our closest friends. Yeah. And there's not and and if you get released from a job or if you don't get selected for the next round of American Idol that it, it it's just like no, objectively on a merit-based yeah. You know, so system. like that's my thing with like diversity and all that stuff is like I like diversity. Yes. Like there should be ladies and CEO positions and black people and CEO positions. But like you have to make like we can't just be putting people in positions because they like we need divert. Like yes. we need there are definitely talented, you know, black people, women, Mexicans, whatever. Yeah. But that, that can do these jobs above 
like references or experience yeah, on it's our like, resume. It's like now nowadays it's like we we, we praise mediocrity for the sake of di- diversity. Yes. When there's actual like super talented yeah. people that aren't getting in because like yet yeah, this may be a super talented black person, but he's not trans though. Mm-hmm. He's not a black trans person. So we have to yeah. make sure and it's like And then it also takes away from let's say you are the black trans guy who gets the job and then there's always that stigma around that which is oh you were diver- diversity higher that maybe you didn't deserve this you got this job because you were that yeah and that takes away from the legitimacy of whatever they're good at or something like that exactly the problem we have right now i think in a lot of aspects is there seems to be this philosophy where if you notice an an inequality of outcome that that is evidence of some type of discrimination so if you notice that more for instance like that guy james whatever his name was the google intern that made that thing of like why there's more men in tech or something like Mm -hmm. that and he was referencing a lot of like Here's the reality. Here's the biology. Here's like different things and reasons why like certain like women. And he wasn't even like, this is why. Yeah. This is why it could. It was like, it was literally his like autistic binary, (laughs) like ones and zeros. Mm -hmm. He was like trying to like figure out how to code. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which honestly, like coming from him, it's like, yeah, that's what your perspective would be. Like, yeah. Simulation theory. And I'm all with it. There's certainly like a snowball effect to it where if it, turns out that just men in general are more interested in that topic than even women who might think about pursuing that topic and notice that it's a primarily male field might feel discouraged from pursuing it because they they feel like a like you know they're out of you know they're like out of the inner circle or something like that like they don't feel like included in it but you also have to examine why it was that way in the first place and you also have to acknowledge the reality that just because you notice that there are certain discrepancies and like okay this group of people is overrepresented in this field is not necessarily de facto evidence that oh because all other groups of people are being discriminated the example i always use is the nba i think it's a perfect example like the nba you look at the nba what is it 85 90 percent black Mm -hmm. black people are 15 percent of the population Black people are severely overrepresented in in basketball. I mean, it's just a fact. It's a fact. But is there any single person on the planet that thinks that's because the NBA is racist towards white people? (laughs) Is there any single person who looks at a massive inequality of representation in this field and doesn't think anything other than, well, black people are just better at fucking basketball. I mean, it's just what it is, dude. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, there are there are white guys that can ball, but it's way fewer and further between it just is the way it is so we're able we're able to look at certain things and go like oh yeah if you notice like one group whether it be male or female or black white asian mexican whatever are more represented in this field but then for some other fields we're like oh no 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 no. it's strictly because of sexism strictly because of racism it's like well now you're fucking yourself up dude yeah and i mean i hate to go back to sig from the trap podcast his thing with poverty and uh, crime and all that stuff, but with the NBA, like basketball, basketball and soccer are the two sports that are like, I don't, I like, I don't, I don't want to sound weird saying this, but like poor people sports, like all you need to play soccer is something that you can kick and an idea of where the goal would be. And the same thing with basketball, all you need is something you can toss and something to toss it into. You know what sure. I mean? Whereas like basketball and football where there are baseball and football where there's like a more even representation in those sports, it costs more to play rec league or even to just play like like there's no baseball fields where kids are just like, let's go play baseball. You know what I mean? Because well, you have so, to have the know. helmets, you, you have you to have the balls. You've definitely like you had those play mats where you're like, all right, let's put first down here, second down here. 
and then played with like a wiffle ball or a tennis ball or whatever. Like, I think it's it's no, not the, too crazy. Dude, but, where are the white running backs? We had one white running back. There's one right now. One only, right now. Only one right now. And, and he's yeah, half. Christian. What Christian about McCaffrey. Christian? He's half. He's I thought half. he was all white. I'm pretty sure he's half. I think he's all white, dude. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's all white. white Go we had Peyton Christian Hillis McCaffrey. a while ago. We, the whites. We did it. We did it. We're back. You know, it's like, it's like, when's the last time in the Olympics a fucking white guy's won the 100 meter dash, dude? Right. I mean, just, I mean, it's just like, it's like, yeah. you can look at things and be like, okay, maybe this is a thing. You know, we can acknowledge it. Like, maybe certain, like, like eight, like, a guy, you know, a guy from my high school actually won the, whatever the longest run is. He won gold. Matthew Centrowitz, he went to my high school. He won. The he won long, gold in what? Whatever, like the longest track run is. Oh, okay. Yeah. The thirty-five. I don't know. Fucking yeah. anything. The steeplechase. Yeah, seven thousand five hundred meter oh dash my God. or whatever. That's pretty long. There's got to be no <laughs> worse, worse sport than long distance track running. Yeah. I can understand a marathon where you're like a change of scenery, but you're running fucking fifteen miles in a loop. In a loop. Yeah. That's that loop, sucks, dude. dude. That's NASCAR, but like yuppie. It's well, like it's NASCAR, yuppie. but you actually feel the strain on your body. Yeah. <laughs> dude, speaking of yuppies, so when I went camping this weekend, I didn't talk about this on the trap, but so like, it's like the campground was a bunch of yuppies and like I have me with my long hair and my girlfriend. Well, you she's, look semi yuppie. No, yeah, you until, could be a you talk, until you talk, you sound you look yuppie. No, yeah. I, not yuppie. I, you look hippie. I look hippie. I don't look yuppie. I learned. I this whole time I thought that white people just looked at me as another white person, mm -hmm. and then I went camping and I realized that yuppies look at white guys with beards and long hair and or white people with tattoos. Like they look at them. As like less than like really? we would walk Otis around the campground. I was campground. always why I thought you were lesser than me, and now it's like <laughs> I mean, it makes it, sense. Do you now. think it's just Dude. because it's not like perfectly like groomed or I, like I have no like so me and, also and it's quarantine. Like, what the fuck? Me and Nicole would be walking Otis around the little circle that is the campground, and as we're walking by people's thing, like where their cars are, a lot of locks, really? a lot of beep beeps. Really, as oh we're just God. walking by, and what we're like, fuck? "Your profile, bro." Yeah, I'm like, what, yeah, what, what, the the, what the fuck do you think I am? Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, and it was the first time I realized, like, yuppies, like, they don't look at black people as threats, but they do look at white people with, you know, not white, yeah. you know, not, not groomed white well, people. Well, profiling, yeah. dude, the, the He's feral. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the car. <laughs> this is a wild yeah. human. Where'd he get that shirt? <laughs> yeah. this, this How guy. did he learn about pants? <laughs> yeah. Who is this guy with his long hair? The, the reality is that profiling. Honey, uh, zip the tin. <laughs> I have noticed that when, and, and, and look, it, it could go two ways because also I've noticed that when I was around 20, 21 years old, 19 to 22, I would say, I was pulled over constantly constantly and a lot could be said that maybe i was just driving more erratically or that maybe it was the time of night that i was driving but also you drove a very urban car yeah dude. i've drive the same car i drive now though like i drove a black ultima yeah i drive a black ultima now but i haven't pulled word black black <laughs> <laughs> but i remember thinking and, and this is another thing that i would i would talk about with my you know, my, my dad would be like, you know, like, look, listen, Jim, you're 20 years old. You're driving a black Altima. You're coming home from a gig at three in the morning. You have to know that when you put yourself in that position, you are being profiled. When yeah. they see a young guy driving down the road in a in a in this type of car at three in the morning, 
if they can get you on being 11 miles over to pull you over and see if you have any drugs in the car, because they know, they yeah. know it's not necessary. You're not being pulled over because they wouldn't have necessarily pulled over a 45 year old man who happens to be going 11 over because they're going, okay, this guy's pr- just going 11 over. But if they yeah. see a 20 year old dude in there, they're like, this guy might probably have some weed in the glove compartment. You yeah. know, we could probably trick him into letting us search the car. And it's like, you are constantly being profiled. Yeah. When I, when I first started doing comedy, when I was like 20, well, I was 19 when I started, but I, I lived in Park Heights. Well, like just outside of Park Heights in Pikesville mm-hmm. in Jewtown. Yeah, you but were like doing the Jewish thing. Driving through Park Heights on the way home from shows, I would get pulled over like constantly because it's like, what is this white guy what doing? What are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Jewish cop coming up to me. Oh, Avenue's that way, buddy. <laughs> are you looking for old courts? Yeah. Do you need help finding your way home? <laughs> But I yeah. love Eric's Jew impression. <laughs> <laughs> Very hear, ambiguous. Let me hear some more. Do some more. That's how it's not racist. That's how I get away with it. <laughs> I could be Italian. I could oh, be I Jewish. Could be I could be Borat, dude. Who knows? <laughs> dude, oh, I fucking love... That's a timeless-ass movie, dude. Oh, yeah. Fucking Borat. I watched that the other week. Still fucking... <laughs> it holds up. It holds up. Yeah. Yeah. It holds up. And also... He I, got... Uh, who is Trump's lawyer... Uh, he's like writing a tell-all book now or whatever. Um, not I Roger know who Stone. you're talking about. Not Roger Stone, but apparently Sasha Baron Cohen just got him at, for like an interview for his new book. He like Sasha Baron Cohen dressed Cohen? up as like a no Leonard uh something Cohen. No, he's on like the news. He's like a talking head on news all the time. Mm. I don't think it's is it Giuliani? I don't think it's Giuliani. No, Giuliani it's not. is a guy, but there was a guy who like came out. He guy. said he had all kinds of like incriminating shit against Trump. But well, yeah, whoever it was, Sasha Baron Cohen, like made this like fake interview at a hotel room, and he like dressed up like a like trans reporter. Wait, is that like, the one where he pretended to be gay? I think the guy, so. And yeah. he like tried to get him to butt fuck him and stuff. Something. Yeah. And then, but then at the you know it came out. Oh, I'm good. Do that. Came new, out in the news, uh, and he was like. And you know, once I knew it was him, I like I couldn't be too mad because I love Borat. <laughs> like that's one of my favorite movies. That, that show he did on Showtime a couple of years ago, the that Sasha Baron Cohen yeah, did, was like yeah, This yeah. Is America or whatever. I still need to watch most of that, dude. That was one of like the best thing because he got everybody he got the democrats he got the republicans and he got yeah. the people in between exactly and it just exposed everybody's bullshit and but that's what you need like in comedy like it's it's kind of weird how like comedy has gotten so like political because like i i loved comedy always because it was like the guy from the outside like mm-hmm. watching and laughing at all of the dumb shit everyone does on each side. That's what that's what was beautiful about George Carlin. Yeah. Was that he like nowadays if you look at what George Carlin said, he would be profiled as a Republican. Oh, for sure. But he was really super like he was more of an anarchist than a Especially Republican. Especially for like those the time he was doing it. Yeah. If you read uh Napalm and Silly Putty, his book it's like it was released in 2001 before 9-11 and there's so much i read it while i was camping that's the only reason i'm talking about it right now but it's a dude i can't imagine you reading (laughs) i i actually read a lot really i don't read at all i read uh, i read i project that onto everyone profile them 
Yeah, yeah, you profiled me, dude. Yeah, I, I love I, reading. I saw the beard. <laughs> my inner yuppie white was like, this guy probably doesn't fucking read. <laughs> <That's rude. laughs> reading is my shit. <laughs> like, I love YouTube videos and everything. Yeah, dude, because you're watching everything on your tiny little screen. Yeah. A book, you're like, this is like a flat screen TV. Yeah, I'll also no read pictures. A, I also read <laughs> Or words. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, in that book, he talks, like, he goes, he in Napalm and Silly Putty, there's, like, a whole chapter about like American bullshit and like what like basically how all of politics is bullshit and he explains why the Republicans are bullshit and why the Democrats are bullshit but because he would use the n-word certain times people would label him as a Republican because it's like look what he's saying but it's look, really he's like saying the n-word in public a Democrat would never do that exactly yes. <laughs> like the like do you remember the bit where he called Chris Rock and Richard Pryor then word yeah where he, he goes people are complaining about how much they say the n-word and he's like it's okay because they're <laughs> <laughs> i remember that yes dude <laughs> but it, but it, like people like if if somebody did that bit nowadays it'd be like fucking canceled immediately uh, yeah well it's, you know the, I mean? it's the loss of context dude and that's that's what i'm talking about it's the loss of context and mm-hmm. i think one of the most glaring examples of that we talked about on on our illustrious zoom cast that we did for and I think what happened was we were doing the Zoom cast for so long that like we got spoiled with the video and then I was like, we cannot go back to the studio until exactly. we get video because it was just too much better. It was just too much better. And it was uh, nice. we we discussed about the Jimmy Fallon situation, how like, you know, be, because everybody takes this hard line stance, you know, you're either all the way this way or all the way that way. And if you're in the middle, you're on the wrong side, yeah. you know? And so you look at a guy like Jimmy Fallon who like you have to be able to distinguish the difference between somebody who's doing blackface like the concept of blackface in our minstrel show is like you literally just shoe polish your fucking face with the big white lips and you dance around and you're mocking black people as a whole and that's the whole comedic element of it is just to point fun at an entire group of people yeah versus if you have a fucking guy on saturday night live who does a really good barack obama impression and you're gonna put him up there and have him be completely fucking white it's just like all right, dude, like you can't like darken his skin a little bit so he can nail the impression a little bit better. Like, are we not able to see the difference between blackface and a minstrel show and somebody just doing a Chris Rock impression? Yeah, I'm waiting for the moment that the first episode of the American version of The Office gets canceled. Yeah. Where where <laughs> Steve Carell is doing his impression of Chris Rock doing mm-hmm. the black people. Yeah, yeah, verse. yeah. Yeah. And even always N-words. sunny, always sunny had an episode where they did it like that. And also, oh, the the scratcher one, yeah, with yeah. The, with and it was a funny a ass episode. Yeah. And also, I mean, of course, the most popular one is is uh, Tropic Thunder with Robert Downey Jr. Where yeah. he, yeah. but the whole comedic point of that was that he was, he was poking fun at the thing. Yeah. So he yeah. was. A white guy who was playing a black guy, but the joke was that I'm a dude disguised as another dude playing another dude. And that was people are able to see that, but we're made to feel like we're not allowed to see that. We're made to feel like we have to pick this side. You're either for it or you're against it. And there's no middle ground. And that's 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 where you that is the problem with, like we were saying, the polar, the two party shit. All of that is all the same concept. It's like you go to Buddhism with the or I don't know if it's Buddhism or Hindu or whatever. Yin and Yang. Like the whole point of yin and yang is to be in the middle. Like you have yin and you have yang. You are both. And what's the most important part of the yin and yang symbol? There's a little little white dot on the black side. Yeah. And and there's a little little black black dot dot on the white white side. side. Yeah. And it says that, I don't know, what it means to me is there's there's a little bit of something in everyone. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But 
I don't know. I think the I think another problem with everything now too is just like we're like we're kind of like a headline society. So like we kind of like even just like even if you're at a comedy show and you just like kind of hear people talking, you hear it almost like a headline. And you kind of like if you're not really into the show or if you're there trying to find something wrong with it, you'll hear the one trigger word. You know, it'll be whatever word they say that you're offended by or yes. whatever. And you don't even hear the context of it like it's 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 a thing where the word overrides everything around it mm-hmm. and like negates any sort of mm-hmm. context or whatever yeah, yeah dude yes that's and like, that's like, like half the reason why i do the bits where i say faggot it's because like i'm pointing out that and like, it's well and if we're gonna go into that bit specifically you're not calling anyone that word you're you're you have like this like uh you know in in that joke can I just like explain the thing? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so you're washing windows, you go to this store, like a Baja Fresh or whatever. Yes. <laughs> and you're trying to get in to wash the windows and you start talking to two of the guys there early, getting ready, doing all the prep work and shit, and they're they're Spanish or whatever. Yeah. And they're not speaking English. So you're like, Hey, how do I get inside? And you start pointing out a door, like, Can I go in that way? And they say closet in Spanish. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I want to go in there. And then they call you the F word in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, the M word. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, like, a, I'm a fan. I'm an F, I'm <laughs> an F word. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not calling anyone that but yourself in that moment. Yeah. And it's also mm. like kind of just you being kind of like, oh, yeah, mm. I know what everyone, I, I'm smart. I know everything's going on. And it's also pointing out that other cultures, like, they're like they don't hate gay people but yeah. they just use that word because it's like yeah you're yeah. you're being this still like, joking about it you're so. acting like 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 you were saying how i'm like yeah I, i'm cool i know i know mm-hmm. what you're talking i know what you're saying like that's that's what they're calling a faggot is somebody who's acting yes. like something they're not and also yeah. there's this there's this leniency that you give and, and and again that is what i think is okay i remember I, we were we were at something we were doing something in the hopkins neighborhood yeah. but essentially that's just like that whole joke is just killing your own ego yeah yeah yeah. And and nothing else. Like I like, would there's never there's no hidden message in that. Yeah. Other would, than maybe in like ten years when you're like, okay guys, mm-hmm. I need to come clean. I'm actually gay. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I've been having those thoughts. <laughs> For real. <laughs> no, but Jimmy, what were you saying? We yeah. were um we were it was uh, you were there and I think it was me, you, Liz, and I can't remember who else was with us. We were doing something in that neighborhood. It was about two years ago. And um, we went into this corner store, and we were getting sandwiches. And the guy behind... The, oh, yeah, yeah. At um, University Market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, by the, Hopkins. Yes. And the guy behind the counter was, you know, a span. I don't know what country he was from, but he was speaking Spanish. And he was, like, making a point of it to, like, speak Spanish to people only. Like, I could tell. And I, I can speak Spanish fairly. I knew everything he was saying. Like, he was fucking with this other group of dudes. Like, guys our age, but, like, went to Hopkins. And, like, he was, like... Man. Like, tu tienes novia? And like, just fucking with me. Like, oh, you got a girlfriend? Oh, you were gay? Like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But he, that was his sense of humor. Yeah. And the guy knew what he was saying, but it's like, because they understood the cultural context, I guess, he did, like, if I would have said that, if I would have been fucking with him, like, were well, you fucking gay, dude? Oh, where's your girl? Where's your boyfriend at? Like, something like yeah. that. Like, that would have, like, he would have held me to a different expectation than he would have held the guy behind the counter. Right. You know? And it says to me that we, yes, we understand context. We just refuse to acknowledge it. Yeah. You know? And, you know, just stuck with me. It stuck with me. Yeah. It, it's just, it, that's like, that's like, the, like, a, I don't like to try to be too deep 
with my jokes, but I feel like yeah. that's my deepest joke where it's like there are other <clears throat> cultures where they are us, but 30 years ago yeah. and it's, and, and we're trying to appease in, in America, we're trying to appease the Latin community and we're trying to appease the Muslim people mm-hmm. who have such different ideas of yes. what life should be. Mm-hmm. But also at the same, like it, like we're like America's a melting pot. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we shouldn't be just closed off mentally to these things and saying context doesn't matter. You said this thing. It's like context does matter. And saying this thing doesn't mean you're one thing or another. It just it's just words. Yes, like, it's not. Yes, like there's people. We're talking about this before the podcast that have a problem with me because I say a certain thing, like I say that bit on stage or I say something else on stage. And it's like, you know me as a person. You don't, you know, you know, I don't mean these things. You know, I love everybody. I just like to point out yeah. that like, this is a thing you can say. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing physically or mentally really stopping you from saying it. it's society mm-hmm. that's telling you you shouldn't say this, but it's like, Free speech. That's number well, one. But also, that's like number one that's on the also, Constitution. Like, like say not, what you want. And not to sound like shitty or anything, but like that's also a part of comedy too, where it's like you're you're walking the line and saying something that like, of course you wouldn't say this in regular conversation, or yeah. of course because it's not. It's supposed to be, and I don't want to make it be like it's edgy or whatever, but it is like. Part of comedy is you following along with the thought process of someone else who's more creative than you. Yeah. So yes. like you try yeah. to follow the line and then it goes left and you don't see it coming. And that also adds to like the shock of the laugh or like whatever. That's mm-hmm. like the number one thing with other when I watch other comedians and when I watch comedy in general is as soon as somebody starts their joke, my mind immediately goes, goes to, to a punchline. Where's it going to end? Yeah. Where are they going to go with this? And if I if I call it, if I see it, then I'm like, this person isn't like on that higher level. Like that's exactly. what I love about Burr. That's what I love about Chappelle. That's what I love about all these people. Yeah, is that especially they, Chappelle. They they take you. They start saying something, and you're like. Chappelle's new the 848 thing even though it's more social commentary than it is comedy it's entirely so there's still there's, some but there's, there's a still lot some of shit like yeah, yeah where you're like ways from this the serious shit to be like okay I'm glad you had that laugh in there or else this would have been too fucking deep yeah, I was actually well, and there, well, there's parts of it where it's like he's he's like saying something you're like I know he's gonna go to you know like a social justice type thing but then he cuts it off and he's like no 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 I'm just saying you know, whatever. Well, I, I was yeah. actually in my in the back of my mind. I was I was actually thinking about that special. What was it? Eight forty eight or eight forty one or eight fourteen? Eight forty something. Yeah, eight forty something. It was the number of times. And um, it's like eight twenty eight. We were no, saying I, before the show. Sure it's it's, sure it's, it's something. I forget. Yeah, I'm I pretty know. sure. Um, and I actually watched it with you yeah, over yeah over the Zoom. Zoom screen share. Eric oh. was in his house. I was in my house. And we were just okay. watching on the Zoom screen. That's fun. And um, we did that for the CK special. Too. I, yeah, and I, yeah. I said before the podcast, and I said multi- eight forty six. Okay, we were all wrong. Yeah. But we're all kind of. I was right. too off. Fuck you guys. Um, you guys, yeah, you guys were close. It was Price of right rules though. You were over. Yeah, and technically, I was <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We got, got <laughs> I won. Uh, um, <laughs> I I've said I've said it plenty of times. I think that Dave Chappelle, Louis C.K. and Bill Burr are my personal top three of currently active comedians. I think they're the goats. I will say the goats of right now. Um, yeah. I will say that I, the one thing that kind of, I 
was lingering with how I was processing that whole special afterwards was that he didn't, in my opinion, make it enough of a comedy show for me to be like, okay, you have taken this message and incorporated it into your art. It was almost like it was more so a serious show where he just threw in a fucking joke every 10 minutes or something like that. But the the majority of that special that I watched was him just like being completely serious. Yeah. And I, and it stuck with me because it was like, what I enjoy about comedy is the, the idea that the thing that's cool about comedy is, and, and I've said a billion times on this thing, which is I've always believed. And I think one of the reasons why I always gravitate towards trying to make jokes is because I've always believed that if you can make somebody laugh, you can make them listen. And comedy is an incredible way of voicing your opinion and getting everyone to relate. Because if you can make it funny, if you can bring the guy on this complete side of the room along with you, just the same as you can bring that guy on the side of the room and the punchline brings everything together and you're basically positioning an argument in a way that unifies everybody. Mm. And it's a very powerful form of persuasion if yeah. you're trying to get your message across. The thing that I, I guess didn't sit right with me about Dave Chappelle's special was that I almost thought about it as like if you were like a band, for instance, and you were like people come and pay tickets to go see you do a concert and then you spent the entire concert just mouthing off about political shit and then like you played like one or two songs throughout the midst of it. What the true process of art would, for me would have been to take that exact same message but make it a special, you right. know? And it was almost kind of like I didn't know how to... Uh, I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying like what sticks with me is that he like in that particular special because I think he did such a good job of it in the previous ones, yeah. in the Bird Revelation, Equanimity, and I think he had one right after that, I think. Sticks more and re- Stones. Yeah, Sticks yeah. and Stones. Mm-hmm. He did such a good job of tackling all these Dude, prevalent issues. That LGBTQ joke mm-hmm. in, in Sticks and Stones is like Chappelle, uh, not Chappelle, it's like prior Carlin level, mm-hmm. like, yeah. but it was almost, commentary joke. I, I, I don't want to, I, I mean, I, like, look, it was almost hypocritical to me, almost hypocritical to me that when all the issues that the trans movement was dealing with and the LGBT movement was dealing with that they considered very serious, that he was able to find something funny in it and make a special out of it. But all mm-hmm. of a sudden it applied to his group. And then instead of going up and doing a comedy special about it, he took it upon himself to make it like this like speech, you know? Yeah. And so he didn't make it. It wasn't a. I don't consider well, that a comedy special. Back to like context and stuff. I feel like a lot of that. 846 special is like Chappelle's known for doing three hours on stage and shit like that. And it was a like 40 minute thing. So in my mind, I like when I was watching it, I was like, I know there's probably more jokes that he had, but Mm -hmm. he want like, because of the time that this came out and like how he put it out, like he probably, I mean, you give somebody $70 million, he's got creative control. Yes. over what he's putting out. Yes. Yeah. So he probably selectively edited that so that it was a 40-minute thing mm-hmm. where there was like maybe three jokes in it. Yeah. But it was a lot of social commentary because he has that control now. Yes. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be I'm well, coming so like, in the fish I assume tank that's what he does at those three-hour shows where mm-hmm. he's like probably two and a half hours of it is jokes, but yeah. then 30 minutes is just straight up talking. There's a on YouTube... I don't know. I don't remember what the name exactly of the thing is, but it's from like 2010 or something. He goes to the comic strip in New York and does a three and a half hour set. And the whole set is on YouTube. 
and you get to watch him weave between jokes and talking to the crowd and just like seeing him basically like what are you guys what's going on in your mind and let's start talking about that and it's like one of those things where somebody says something and you think oh there's no way he's got something about that but he's thought about that already yes and he's got a thing and he starts like a conversation Mm -hmm. with the audience and i feel like 846 is probably one of those things like it's probably a three and a half hour thing that got edited down to 40 minutes and uh so like yeah he, i didn't think about that like yeah. he wanted it to be that social commentary thing yes. yeah he and definitely, more than the joke thing whatever it was was his final call for yeah. sure yeah i totally believe that too but also i mean he even addresses it in that where like you know this is the first time he's been on stage in a while yeah. i'm sure most of the jokes that he even told that night were like brand new mm-hmm. and it's like i might as well cut these out work on them and, and the put them out special, later yeah yeah so I can believe that. Yeah. And also, it, it would have been weird if he made it like a gut-busting special about fucking George Floyd. That's If you were just like on your fucking couch just dying, you're like, I can't fucking breathe, dude. That's just so funny. I mean, you could say That would be the complete opposite of what... I, exactly. You could, you I know I said what that, I said. I said what I said. It was a joke. Look, look. You, I agree with you in that there's a lot of... like we we're talking You're about out here trying to cancel jokes now <laughs> f word matt <laughs> the whole time we've been talking about the, the you're about to get taken out at history books <laughs> you're like, already only a, matt now, a footnote to a footnote but now you're just <laughs> not even in the table of contents bro um <laughs> not even in the index yeah dude, you're in the not, back of the book dude. you can't even look like you can't even look up m or b yeah you're in the fucking glossary as a faggot <laughs> <laughs> We were talking the entire time beforehand <laughs> about context, and it's an important it's an important thing to understand that when Dave Chappelle came out with this special, he came out with it at a time when nobody else was even doing specials. Right. And yeah. he commented well, on that. People a were lot. putting them out, but they were straight up from like three to six months ago, yeah, and from, there was like no context to anything that was going on right yeah, now. Like 2019 shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Was coming out. But also. One of the specials that stuck out with me a lot in recent history was Louis C.K.'s most recent special. And what I thought was so powerful about that was that he didn't avoid the subject. Yeah. And it's a very serious subject to a lot of people. But he molded it into his art. Like, that's the thing. I haven't seen the, the special itself. I saw him... All four shows he did at Magoobies. Mm-hmm. So I'm just assuming that that was the special. That's the only reason I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But if he if he did the special the same way he did that set, mm-hmm. like the way he tackled his Me Too issues was like some of the most next level shit I've ever seen. Yes. In the in the in the fact that like he. He like the way he led into it was so I didn't see that coming, mm-hmm. and then he just kind of like nails it in, like he starts mm-hmm. beating a dead horse, kind of, yeah, and then goes into what happened. It's uh, dude, that is the art, it's uh, it yeah. is like music because music is one of those interesting things where like you can listen to a song like Semi Charm Life by Third Eye Blind. I'm bringing up 
songs that I do at my gig. A classic. A classic 90s pop song. Everybody loves it. Do, 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 do. For those that didn't know it. That song is about meth addiction. Meth, yeah. But because the beat is so catchy, you can't help but ride with it. Yeah. But while you're riding with it, because the art captures you, you're also singing along the lyrics that they're putting across to you. It's the same way with comedy to me. Because it's so funny, you can't help but laugh. But while laughing, you're also following me, mm-hmm. you know? And so if the true comedy art to me, and, and I, like, I, I admittedly did not think about what you guys said before, about maybe the idea that maybe that was a three-hour-long shindig where he edited it down because he decided that he wanted it to be a powerful, more powerful social commentary piece. Mm-hmm. That's possible. Yeah. It's also possible that maybe you can that's also, not the case. You can also notice by the cigarette smoke. The yeah. cigarettes, you can tell like where they cut because it's like one, one sentence, he has a full cigarette. Next sentence, it's like, I'm done with the cigarette. It's gone. Like, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I like about it because I smoke. So like, <laughs> that's going to be me one I will day. say that is probably one of the most appealing things to me about Dave Chappelle is he, and I've always loved Dave Chappelle. I really do. He's one of my favorites. And uh, that's why I feel so bad even saying the stuff I'm saying because I do consider him one of the greats. Yeah, uh, not, yeah. not even just the greats of right now, like one of the greats of all time. All time, dude. You yeah. know? He's no doubt taken over Bill Cosby's spot as numbered America's like, dad. Two. But also, <laughs> yeah. also, yeah, America's, <laughs> but also that's another place where comedy and music differ is because when you go to see a guy like, like if you went to go see a Billy Joel concert, you know, which Billy Joel just played at uh, Oriole Park, I think last year around this time. Yeah, dude, my dad went to that. I would have loved to go to that. We were listening to Billy Joel while we were rigging up the studio last yeah, night, dude. Like, I yeah. thought Billy Joel's the fucking boy. Mm-hmm. And like, but when you go to see a musician, you want to go see them play the hits. You mm-hmm. want to hear the songs that they put out in the 70s because those mm-hmm. are the songs that like, because music is one of those things where like you remember where you heard that song. You remember what point in life you were at when that song was popular Hell and it yeah. brings you back to that. And it brings you back to the, the emotions that make that it makes you feel yeah. with comedy. You don't want to go to a comedy show and see a comedian do his old jokes. I don't want to see Dave Chappelle do his fucking Rick James bitch shit when he comes out with his new special. Yeah, unless you're I'm, Dice Clay fans. Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. then you want to hear exactly. the fucking nursery rhymes and the... Yeah. So there's a lot. There's a lot or of machine yeah. story. <laughs> for there's a lot yeah. of in that aspect. I think it's kind of hard to it's it's harder to quantify when we talk about the greatest of all time. When you talk about a guy like Richard Pryor, admittedly, I'm a fan of stand up comedy. But when I watch Richard Pryor, it doesn't make me gut bust laugh the same way if I watch some new Dave Chappelle. And a lot of that and probably a great proportion of that is because you have to understand, like we've been talking about this entire time, context. This dude was making this joke in the 1970s. In the 1970s, it was an entirely different culture. It was an entirely different place in history. And to make those jokes was equally as edgy as a guy doing stuff now. Yeah. Well, uh, the thing about like prior though, is like, yes, it's equally as edgy, but also what he was saying is still true. Mm-hmm. Like the, the whole... Like when he talks about shooting his car and yeah. the cops come mm-hmm. and he's like, I was shooting my car. Yes. The police, it's timeless. The police shoot black people. Like mm-hmm. that whole thing is. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It shouldn't be timeless. Yeah. But it's timeless. But like, I, I hate the word edgy, too. And I've yeah. heard people. Edgy. I've heard Lord, people describe you shit. as edgy. Yeah. And I almost feel like it's it's uh, 
I look at the term edgy as kind of like a dismissive term. Yeah. Because what they're doing is they're they're taking like Eric was saying, they're taking your entire act and dwindling it down to oh, but he says this word and therefore his entire comedic perspective is just trying to be edgy. Yeah. But it's like that's not your comedic perspective. No, that's I'm, your comedic character and how yeah, you deliver shit. Exactly. You know, but it's like the term like when I said Richard Pryor was edgy, I almost want to kind of like retract it cuz it's like it's not edgy, it's real. Yeah. It's real. Yeah, 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 it's some it's some shit that it's like it's like this is going to be forever. Like mm-hmm. this is never going away. The way the way people think about this and the way these people act that's mm-hmm. sound that sounded bad. <laughs> the way these people. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like You know what it, I mean by these people. Yeah. You know, the we police know. or who or Amish people. In my case, Amish. I talk about the Amish like Richard Pryor talks about the police. <laughs> and they, you know, things never change. And if there's one group that I would say you fit probably the closest to, it's an Amish guy, yeah. dude. You got or, an Amish look to you. Or the police. <laughs> those, are the <laughs> police. those are the two. Dude, my, my grandfather was the chief of police in Hyattsville for three years hey. until he quit. Go. Because he couldn't stop the cops from being racist. Jesus. He was like, I don't want any more of this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to being a U.S. Marshal. I can't yeah. fucking handle mm-hmm. the fact that these people are beating up black people and taking their clothes and dropping them off in southwest D.C. Yeah. The exact opposite of... Jeez. Yeah, that's that was, that was some real shit. Damn. Yeah. I know it sounded very real. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's not funny. It's I not, know. but it's it's real. I'm geeking off camera right now, but now I'm serious, bro. <laughs> I'm hold serious. on, hold on. I'll take it off you so you can go back to being laughing. There you go. <laughs> oh. There it is. Oh, oh. all right. Oh, 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 Eric, oh, take oh, it off. Oh, both oh, of them. oh, Jimmy, get, even, get the camera. Get even the, camera. the mixing board right now, like, dude, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, oh fuck! I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go host this open mic, dog. Oh, this true, true. I gotta go spread this coronavirus, oh, dog. Yeah, it's like fucking seven o'clock already. Oh bang, shit! Bang. Damn. Real quick, just want to say this real quick. Call back to previous podcasts. Don't have to dwell on it. But I checked Chris Alia's Twitter today. Mm-hmm. Still has not tweeted. Really? He's still not going to. has not he's been said yeah, a he's, single. He's, he's in a bunker underground. He's been dropped by all of his representatives. Whitney Cummings sent him to a lawyer that could not help him, Damn. so he's stuck. Yeah, well, he I released, mean, but he also released, like, there's no, there were, I don't think there's any charges being brought up against him yet. No, because he didn't do anything that's ill. Like grooming isn't illegal. Grooming is groom. Like it's not. It's like outside the law a little. Yeah, bit. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, this specific, I haven't looked into it like Matt has. Uh, I've looked away covering into his it. tracks. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I may or may not have a have a seventeen year old in my history. <laughs> <laughs> I was tricked though. I was, was seventeen. <laughs> that's another. That's just you know. There's I a lot of there's a lot of uh, trickery context. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I think the most, you know, the thing that they cut out of most of those messages were when he was joking around saying, like, if you're 17, I'm 17. Yeah. Why and would that, they cut would that honestly out? absolve him of all crimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, he said he was 17. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know, man. I just figured I'd toss it out there. I, I yeah. was thinking about it. We talked about it in depth a couple podcasts yeah, yeah. ago, and uh, Bill has not tweeted. So, yeah. trap. 
Trap podcast. Trap, trap, trap. Yeah. Trap yeah, yeah. podcast. Hey, shouts out to Trap. Trap. The trap. The trap. I've trap. I've uh, also, this is a side note, I've changed my PlayStation name to the Trap Podcast. Nice. And I play 2K20 all the time and whip people's asses, and I don't have my mic plugged in, so I can hear people talking, <laughs> and they'll be like, damn, he got a podcast? I'm going to listen to him now. <laughs> 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 like today, specific, like before I came here, before I took that shit, before yeah. I came here, there was a guy who was like, man, he whipping my ass. I'm going to listen to his podcast. So I was like, <laughs> yes. I sent him a message after the game, and I was like, please listen. <laughs> Skip the first hundred. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen to all of them. Yeah, you gotta yeah trap 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 that is the trap podcast on everything right on instagram uh the real trap no real trap podcast on instagram the trap podcast on facebook and playstation network yeah and playstation network (laughs) and then trap uh the trap comedy on soundcloud and then if you the trap podcast on everything else like so if you go on spotify because it's the most important thing you yeah. on spotify, spotify you go on are you guys on apple yeah, podcast? spotify apple podcast all that if you type in the trap podcast will be the first one that comes up yes and that's if, with matt brown and sig anonymous sig yeah anonymous sig. Yeah. until we have these videos going oh yeah <laughs> i was actually you know what i was actually he's thinking about that mask, today. Probably. he's he's uh we me and him had a conversation he's passed it now okay he he believes in the podcast more than he believes in johns hopkins cancer research <laughs> there you go. that's good to hear <laughs> i was uh i was actually no joke i was thinking about this today because obviously the next step is i want all the podcasts that record here this is an advertising plug for me. Come down to Jim's studio at 12 West Seminary. <laughs> <laughs> All podcasts. No, but I want I want you guys obviously to have video too. And um, I yeah. was thinking like maybe we'll just leave the camera on you the whole time. Yeah. And Sig is just like in the background. And when I talk, it yeah, switches to his me. arm yeah. pop in every once in exactly. a while. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go over that next week, but I'm pretty yeah. sure he's fine with being yeah. cool. But that's I the mean, track podcast and everything, guys. sit here for your Yeah, podcast. if I take the main seat, if I take the Jimmy captain chair. I mean, it doesn't matter. The cameras are switching regardless, bro. That's true. true. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about having that having that little PIP going, not getting caught by the YouTube algorithm. True. Oh, true. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, that's all. Well, that's something for you guys to yeah, figure. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. Behind On air. Tune in next week while we discuss technical <laughs> stuff. <laughs> next episode of Live yeah. in the Studio, episode 20 Tech. Yeah, 20 Tech. Jimmy comes in. He's like, I forgot that you recorded on your laptop, so we just couldn't do their video. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be it. Dude, mark that because that's going to be it. That's what's going to happen man. next week. Let's At see. LFTS Podcast on everything. At uh, Eric Glazer on everything. Uh, that's about it. Hey, boys, I'll be, boys and girls, I'll be at Looney's North. If you're in Bel Air, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about, because that is the spot that is the in Bel Air, Maryland. I'll be at Looney's North, Bel Air, 610 with, I hope, the animal, but that's, that's Main Street, Bel Air. That's Main, dude, Main it is popping. It is popping. Like, that Main is the Street. spot up there, yes. and it's sick, and it's yes. better than most spots, any other spot. Parking it's lot. It's tight. Never in, never a space open Dude. in that parking lot. Dog. So if you're in Bel Air, that is this Saturday, July 18th. I'll be there 6 to 10, either with the Animal or Joe, depending on how their schedules line up. Joe Niehaus of Sophomore. Check out Girls Like You on Spotify. That's the new tune from Sophomore, which is the band. Uh, and then other than that, yeah, all my other gigs got canceled because of COVID. But Bel Air, Maryland, they don't give a flying fuck. So bring yourself up to Harford County. Yeah. Bring whatever, uh, you know, variety you have with the virus to Loonies and Bel Air. We're We're getting herd immunity up in this bitch, baby. Uh, At Jimmy (laughs) Seleski on everything. S-O-L-E. 
SKY like the sky. Uh, Eric, nothing, bro. Nothing. I don't, I don't think so, dude. Wait, I forgot. I got another. I got another one. Go for it. July nineteenth, State Theater, Virginia. Nice. It's an outside show. That'll Get, be fun. It starts. Jose? At, yeah, Jose. Nice. It starts That's a fun at, show. It starts at uh, six, but doors open at twelve, so we can all get fucked up and play football or whatever. Uh, yeah, and then also every Tuesday, Wits End Saloon, attached to McGooby's Joke House. In, I'm not there every Tuesday. I'm there every other the Tuesday. Beautiful Timonium, Maryland. Yeah, I'm about to head out there now, right now. <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, yeah exactly yeah. right now. And uh, every Tuesday on Facebook, catch our live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, now in H H H H H D. Yeah, dude. Wanted that to sound cooler than it did. But it's cool. But, you know, tune in next week. We'll tell you about our technical difficulties. Till then, peace. Peace.